What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Media Student Podcast. I am your host, Rob Rose. I think this episode is going to be super beneficial for you out there. Uh, your sports media student, I'm not sure uh, who um, recently a, a better sports uh, media student there is for you to learn from. Uh, George Doy is my guest from this episode. Currently, he's the Denver Broncos uh, beat writer for Colorado Springs Gazette, Denver Gazette. But uh, in 2020, he wrapped up consecutive Associated Press sports editor, um, sports journalist, of college sports journalist of the year. Um, he's super creative and, and unique in his approach um, to, to what he does covering teams um, and really wrote some tremendous stories even you know while he was, he was still in college. Um, he's had internship experience to give you guys and talks a lot about how he got started uh, in this field and you know he he wasn't um, born some some brilliant writer um, you know working on journalism for you know his entire life you know and uh, he he talks about some of the struggles of you know wanting to leave this field and the, and the challenges and the self-doubt that they that uh, trying to find a job in this industry can cause and uh, gives some great advice uh, to all of you throughout and uh, some stuff at the end, um, some some easy things to, to work on, maybe some simpler stuff to start doing. And yeah, I think it's an awesome episode. George was um, super gracious with his time and really um, shared some stuff that I think would be really helpful to some of you guys out there who are starting to look for jobs and struggling or just concerned about trying to find jobs um, during, you know, we're still in the middle of this pandemic. So enjoy this episode and stick around on the back end because I've got some news about uh, the future of this podcast. So enjoy this chat with George and stick with me. And uh, if you're interested in where I'm taking this podcast. All right, George, thank you for joining us. Um, Appreciate you taking some time to Give, give our listeners a little bit of a background of how you uh, got to the position where you are now and uh, and a couple of the stops along the journey. Um, so just to start, um, what what made you get into, into writing in general? I know that uh, you mentioned in your the award for the APSC uh, interviewing Dallas Keuchel. Um, and I think I've seen a picture of, of you and him and you mentioned that the yearbook quote um, saying that it was cool because he was uh, in professional baseball and he went to your high school. He's saying like falling in love with interviews around then. Is that the, the moment that made you really interested in it as a profession or when did when did that kind of come into your sphere of going into journalism? You know, it's funny. I feel like I have um, a different answer every time I'm asked this question. But, you know, I, I think back to definitely my senior year of high school, I started um, you know, kind of really realizing what I wanted to pursue. Um, I know for me, I, I grew up, you know, playing sports and I knew I wanted to do something in sports. And, and like a lot of people, I realized uh, kind of in middle school that I was not the most athletically gifted person. And so I knew that there's going to have to be a different, <laughs> a different route uh, to take to get into sports. And obviously I was like every kid that grows up in you know, watch a sports center and, and you're like, oh, I'm going to be the guy that does the top 10 plays or whatever. Um, and quickly realized when I got to college that uh, I was not going to be the best on camera, I don't think. And and I still probably would say that. But I, I you know, I think high school senior year, I, I joined the newspaper mostly because it was an easy class. It was one of those classes that was like a blow off senior year whatever. Uh, I like to talk to my friends. And so I would interview them because they were, you know, on the football team or I I played basketball. And so I would interview my teammates. Uh, But then it was when Dallas Keuchel showed up and then he was an alum of my high school. And I just asked uh, the principal, I was like, Hey, cause he was giving him a tour. I was like, Hey, can I, you know, get five minutes with him for this school newspaper? And he's like, sure. So I got to sit down and talk to him. And it's funny uh, this last month I went home and my mom like pulled up uh, the old story and I read it and it's, it's awful. Uh, it's really, really poorly written, but, um, that's kind of when I was like, man, like, could you imagine like talking to professional athletes for a profession? Like, that'd be so cool. Like I, I should pursue that. So then I went to college and was like every college freshman and screwed around for the first two semesters and 
you know, kind of put off what, what am I going to do? Uh, I'm, I'm going to party for my first year of college. And then by the end of it, I was like, okay, I need to figure out what the heck I want to do. And so I kind of went back to my writing roots and, um, you know, uh, got an email, one of those mass emails that I'm sure every college student gets and was like, Hey, come join the student newspaper and you can write about this and you can write about sports. And so I just signed up, um, you know, went in for an interview, which wasn't really an interview. They just kind of hired anybody. And it was like, you work for free. And, um, you know, that summer I didn't work for him, but they, they told me that I would start in the fall and I would cover women's soccer. And the first thing you should know is I don't know anything about soccer. Uh, zero. I, I couldn't cover tomorrow, a soccer game tomorrow. I don't think, but the other thing is like at a school like the university of Oklahoma, uh, the soccer team is like the bottom of the totem pole. I mean, everybody, I mean, football's king, obviously the basketball team um, has its up and down years, you know, people, I mean, it's, it's still basketball, softball, baseball, all those sports are, are really high up there. Soccer is like the, the, the bottom of the barrel. And so um, I really had to work my way up, but I, I fell in love with, you know, going to the games, go, talking to the girls, talking to the head coach and learning about the sport, but also just writing um, constantly. And that's kind of where I fell in love with it. And then, you know, from there, I went on to, to cover the women's basketball team, which was a step up because, you know, um, Sherry Coles is a legendary coach there. And, um, you know, they typically have a, a good program. And then I guess I did good enough. They said, Hey, do you want to cover spring football? Um, after a few months of working, you know, for the paper. And I was like, yeah. And, um, you know, kind of took off from there and, obviously covered some some great teams and players but I would say it really goes back to high school is being like oh this would be kind of a cool thing and then uh, getting into it in college even after putting it off for a year uh, really falling in love with it then. So when you went to Oklahoma what was your major did you have one or what was your kind of intended yeah. plans? Yeah so I, I started in journalism because uh, I originally thought I wanted to be on ESPN and uh, was I, I was broadcast journalism my freshman year and then kind of realized that um, that wasn't the path for me. I didn't really I kind of did my research and talked to some people that had been in the broadcast program um, at OU and, and was like mm, I don't know if I really want to be on TV and and all that kind of stuff and so um, I switched it over at, at OU. They have uh, like, I think it's like print journalism, broadcast journalism, and then like maybe like multimedia or something like that. Um, and so I switched my track over to print and, uh, you know, kind of fell in love with some of the classes and the professors and, um, you know, really, again, just writing. I, I don't know what it was. I just, I love telling people stories. I love, I love the way of, um, you know, structuring a sentence or a story or like, you know, going out and, and talking to people and then going back and putting, you know, pen to paper or for me, just opening a Google doc and, and, you know, it's almost like a puzzle to me. And, and that's what I really love about uh, writing. And so, um, yeah, I started journalism and I actually um, ended up my sophomore year adding a business degree, mostly because my dad told me I needed to get a business degree too. Um, and so I got a business uh, degree in sports management as well. Um, so is there a moment where you felt like, or a story, I guess, when you got to, um, when you got really got into it, that you felt confident that you felt like, um, cause I know, I mean, for me, the first couple of things I wrote, I was excited to see like my name in the student paper or different like football websites I wrote for, but is there one where you felt like you could go back to it and it's not like the Dallas Keuchel story that like has a lot of meaning, but you don't actually like think that the content of it was any good. Yeah. Um, you know, there's quite a few. I remember the first time I uh, made the front page of the newspaper. And it, what's funny is when I was covering the soccer team, I didn't realize that all my stories were going in the student newspaper and we printed, I think two or three days a week um, back then. And we ended up moving to once a week by the time I graduated, but um, I didn't even realize it was in the paper, but I remember the first time I, I had a front page story and it was about, um, you know, women, one of the women's basketball players who wanted to become a doctor and go back to Haiti where she was from and, and uh, basically help out her country. And, and I remember how cool that was. Now, I, I think if I went back and read that, I'd probably be like, that's terrible because I'm one of those people that also is like, anything I write, I'm like, this is awful. I don't think it's good. And then I go back and read it. I'm like, ah, oh, this was okay. Or it was bad or whatever. But I mean, there was a lot of pieces, I would say, especially when I got on the football beat. Um, you know, I wrote some 
stories, you know, Trey Sermon, who recently played for Ohio State, he was a freshman at Oklahoma, and, and I wrote a pretty, um, you know, I thought impactful and meaningful story his freshman year about his family, and it was, um, you know, really personal and, and something that he really appreciated and his family really appreciated, and then, um, you know, there was a couple stories when, when Kyler Murray was there, I ended up getting pretty close with Kyler and, and getting to know him, and, and um, you know, wrote a, a pretty in-depth, I think like a 5,000-word story on him. Um, and he was somebody that's, that's just incredibly closed off. I mean, he did not, um, like talking to the media a whole lot and, and wasn't somebody that lets you into his kind of circle of trust a whole lot. So that one, I really look back on fondly. Um, you know, this last year I wrote one on Maggie Nichols, um, the gymnast for Oklahoma. And that wasn't even my beat, but that was something over the years that I really wanted to write, especially when, um, you know, she was athlete a and the, and then the Larry Nasser stuff. Um, that was one that I had like bookmarked as, you know, when she's ready to tell that story, I want to be the one to tell it. Um, and so I spent months of reporting on that one. And, and I look back at that one as one that is probably maybe my most favorite along with, um, I wrote one on Ricky Dixon, who's a former OU football player played in the NFL and, and recently passed away, um, to ALS. And basically the reason he got ALS according to him and, some doctors was because of the way he played football and he had CTE. And, um, and so I wrote a, a pretty in-depth story on him. And so, I mean, there was a lot that I look back on that I am really proud of my work, especially at OU and, and, you know, I won a bunch of awards and stuff, but that's, you know, secondary to me in terms of, you know, being able to tell stories like a, a Maggie Nichols story that's so impactful and so meaningful to so many people, um, not only herself, but her family and, and, and people in the gymnastics community. I, I, um, I, you know, look back on those especially fondly. Is there something you were doing? Um, it was either school or talking with the editors at the paper or something you were doing yourself to gain the confidence and the skills to go from not knowing what you were doing to being comfortable <laughs> to tell a story about uh, someone's death or write these long stories and interacting with people's families and, and telling telling those, those deep in-depth stories? Yeah, I think it was definitely a a, a progression, right? I mean, I definitely didn't just, um, you know, I guess become good at this overnight. Uh, I had a lot of people helping me. I know, um, you know, Kelly Stacy, who went on to work for The Athletic, uh, was my actual student sports editor for a while. Um, and obviously, she pushed me really hard. Our advisor, Seth Prince, um, you know, he was the sports editor at The Argonian, um, you know, for a long time when Oregon was, you know, good at, at, um, yeah, I think that I think he was the sports editor when they played the national championship against Cam Newton. Um, but, you know, and, and those people helped me a ton. And, and you know, um, there's a few others um, that I'm failing to mention. But, um, you know, I think other things like as a student reporter, it's really hard. Um, you know, I think that you want to your, your my constant thought and constant complaint with people was I'm tired of having to go to class when I feel like I could just go out and be a reporter today right like that's that's the thing that I kept focusing on was like why do I have to go to this stupid algebra class when I should be at the you know football press conference or whatever right and um you know I think that the other thing I learned too is like I, I gave up a lot of stuff you know there was Friday nights or Saturday nights that I spent my time staying up late working on a feature story or doing the extra interview or making uh, another call you know, um, because I, I wanted that story to be great. And instead of, you know, going out with friends, um, you know, I, I did things like that. And so I think that, and I, and I was constantly writing too. I, I, I didn't want to take any breaks. I remember like when you would cover the football team at OU, it was kind of known that like in the spring, you kind of took some time off or you just covered the football team in the off season, which is obviously not as demanding. I never wanted to do that. I, I tried to cover the basketball team. I tried to cover the softball team. I tried to cover anybody and everybody because I didn't want to slow down. I, I hate the off season. I'm, I'm hating it right now um, in my first year covering the NFL because it's like, it's, it's just too slow for me. I, I want to constantly have something to do. Um, and so I, I think all those things is like surrounding yourself with, um, you know, smart people, and, and um, you know, I, I know that that's different at every university, but getting to know people at the local paper, whatever, somebody that can help you. Um, and then also just, you know, again, making sacrifices on sometimes because it's really hard. It's it, you have to find a balance as a student reporter of, you know, how much you work for your newspaper, how much you put into your schoolwork uh, and how much you have a social life. Right. I mean, uh, you're going to have to make sacrifices in there, especially if you want to be good at this. And so I think those things really helped me. 
um, is I thought I was, I was, I, I got better at it by my senior year. I was, I would say I was pretty well balanced at, um, you know, kind of, you know, spending my time in, in social life or, um, you know, schoolwork or, or working for the paper. I don't know if that answered that question at all. It's kind of rambling, but um, I would say that's kind of how it worked for me. No, I, I mean, I think um, everyone's different. And that's what the, the point of trying to see what, what works for certain people to give um, ideas. You mentioned um, sacrifices and, and time, stuff like that. Um, for, I mean, internship, you had Detroit Free Press that, um, like moving there for like summer and, and living. I mean, that's obviously a big sacrifice, leaving your, uh, you know, family and friends and, and school for the first time. What was that experience like? Yeah, it, it was a sacrifice. Um, you know, I didn't know much about Detroit. Um, I got that internship really because um, I knew people. Um, you know, I, I don't even remember what the application looked like. I just remember getting a call and saying, hey, so-and-so told me that we should, hire you as an intern? Are you interested? And I was like, yeah, because I, you know, it's the Detroit Free Press, um, obviously a big sports market there. Um, but I didn't know anything about Detroit. And really, I uh, broke even because, um, you know, they paid me. And I know that's been a big topic lately is the unpaid internships, but I, I got paid, but living is also expensive. Um, and so I, I really didn't make any money that summer. I probably lost money, actually. Um, and it was an eye opening experience. And I, I think that's something that I hope student journalists know going into it, and, and I knew this going into it, but I think it's, it's eye-opening anyways, is you go from, at most student newspapers, unless you go to like Missouri, um, where you're actually working for like a real newspaper, I think, um, but most student newspapers is you're being edited every day by a student, right? You're, you're being edited by a peer. And so a lot of times you'll write something and it could be not very good, but the person that edited it is, is, you know, a student and maybe they are, you know, somebody that's like, oh, like you did a good job on this one. Really? Maybe you didn't. Uh, and so like, then you go to a real newspaper where, I mean, this is, this is real life, right? It's, I mean, and I'm not saying student newspapers aren't real life. Cause I think they're incredibly important, especially in local communities, but you go to a major newspaper like the Detroit free press and you write a story and the sports editor tells you, Hey, this is awful. Rewrite it, which is what happened to me? I mean, I, I remember my very first story. Uh, my my editor said, "Hey, come over here," and he brought me over to his desk, and he's like, "I'm rewriting your entire like first four graphs." And I was like, "Holy crap!" I thought it was pretty good, you know. And then I remember like that same summer, like there was several times that the editor would call me and be like, "Hey, you need to rewrite this," or "I think you didn't do ver do very well on this. You need to." rethink how you want to approach this and to me I mean like at first I got really angry I remember I was like who who the hell are you to tell me that uh you know I'm not good at this and then I was like okay wait what can I learn here and and then I realized the importance of having a, a really strong relationship and man I mean uh, the sports editor there was Chris Thomas at the time and and he's moved on and he's like got he's like the sports regional director of USA Today now um or something like that I mean great guy and I learned so much in the you know two and a half three months that I was there and but it was such an eye-opening experience of the day-to-day -day editing and and um you know they would have me do things that I personally didn't want to do like I remember um that summer they had me they told me I was going to cover the the baseball hall of fame because there was a couple Tigers players going in and what they meant by that was I had to transcribe the entire Hall of Fame speeches by both those guys. And it's like, you know, the, you know, getting, it's like, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to write like a feature story on these guys. It's like, no, you're going to just transcribe like an hour long worth of audio. Um, you know, but I mean, learning those type of things and learning um, about, you know, Google analytics and looking at readership on page and stuff like that um, was super important in my career. And, and Chris, has helped me. I mean, Chris helped me get this job. He helped me get the job before this. Um, he helped me get the internship before this. Um, you know, I think that that internship was huge for me because I, I also went back to my student newsroom, uh, kind of knowing what a real big newsroom looks like. And, and you know, um, some of the, the things I learned there, we implemented back in my student newsroom and, and also in my just daily writing and reporting. Um, yeah. I mean, you mentioned uh, the initial feedback. How how did you go about um, processing that, and did it have a factor in like a decision for you of if you really wanted to pursue this? Because I know like 
like I said, when we got started, like I, I didn't have any practice writing at all. I got into school, started writing and won some little awards and stuff, and then had an internship with the Philadelphia Inquirer and the editors, we had a meeting halfway through and they told me like, you haven't written a compelling lead like this entire like first half of your internship. And it was like, oh, <laughs> it was like a harsh like pill to swallow. And like, I, I it really like challenged me. And I think about it every time I write a lead now, like, and it was good for me, it's what I needed. But I mean, I think it might turn some people off. How did you go about figuring out whether or not you were, you really wanted to put the work into, you know, become someone that, you know, in the spot that you are now from that moment? Right. Well, I, I think that, I think there was, I think it was about a month into that internship. I vividly remember being really upset. I think it was one of the times I had gotten back uh, to my like apartment really late at night and I had just turned in a feature story um, on, um, oh God, I'm, his name slipped in my mind, but he starts for the Tigers. He's the second baseman, Nico Goodman, Nico Goodman. I, I'd written a, what I thought was a really good feature story. And I turned it in and my editor calls me like 10 minutes later and I'm expecting like, Hey, great job. Like you killed it. Like good job. And he said, Hey, um, and I don't know if this is like a, a PG 13 podcast, but he basically said, Hey, this is shit and you need to rewrite it. And I remember being so upset. I, I think I said something back, like, are you kidding me? And we ended up like hanging up the phone and he's like, call, he's like, he's like, call me back when you're ready to talk. And I was like, okay. So I like hung up the phone and uh, sat down for like 10 minutes, like called my dad and told him I was quitting journalism. Like, this is awful. Bring me home from Detroit. Can we get out of my lease? And then I kind of had like, a, like my dad kind of was like, George, just get through it. You'll be fine. So I called my editor back. We talked through it. I'm still kind of mad. And then I remember we, we, we finished it and I read over it and I was like, okay, I guess it was a little better. And then the next day I went into uh, the newsroom and Chris pulled me aside and we had lunch together and I said Chris I just want to know if I'm doing a good job and he goes George if you weren't doing a good job I wouldn't even talk to you he goes I just would let you be bad he's like I think you have so much potential and you could be really good at this and that's why I'm really pushing you to be better and that was the kind of the you know moment for me that said okay I can do this. I, you know, if I have faith from Chris, who's obviously a well-respected journalist and sports editor, um, you know, I can, I can do this type of thing. And I think that that's important for editors, you know, to, to show that, that faith in you. But also I think journalists, especially young journalists need to realize that just because an editor is being hard on you doesn't mean that they don't think you're any good. It, it most likely means that they think that you can just be better and they're hope they're trying to get you there. Now, some editors are, are nicer and maybe put it in nicer terms than, hey, this is shit, rewrite it. But sometimes you need that. I think you need that, that uh, hard and critical feedback. And uh, to your point, that sticks with me to today. You know, I, I really, I think I, the thing I struggle with the most sometimes is um, I get too hard on myself sometimes, but I think that's also a good trait to have because every single time I write a story I want it to be great I, there's no I, there's no half-assing a story for me I want every single one uh, to be great and I think sometimes I have to realize like hey just take what you can get here um, and get through it and, and move on but um, you know I, I, I that sticks with me to to, to this day um, Chris kind of pushing me and telling me hey you can be really good at this and um, you know I, I think about that every time you know I write a big story is 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 this good enough? Um, and where can it be better? Yeah, you, you mentioned um, stressing over every story. And I think I've seen you tweet about that uh, before as well. Just, you know, some things are like news that come out and you can't like overthink it. Some obviously a long thing you're doing, you're obviously going to put more time in. Is that, you said you still have, you still worry that, um, is that, is there something there that you are trying to work on that, that you can kind of expressed to uh to young professionals or, or kids that are agonizing over every single line and, and every story when some are a little more straightforward and maybe don't need that pressure put on them yeah i think the one thing that i i have to constantly remind myself that helps me a lot when i'm when i'm working on a story is uh think about it like baseball um is is the way seth prince told me at um at ou is you know when you're playing baseball and and you're batting right 
sometimes you have to take the walk and you just get on base. Sometimes you take the single, the double, the triple home run. You take whatever pitch is thrown your way. And, you know, for a long time, and I still do this, and I think every journalist does this, every pitch I see, I'm like, I'm going to knock it out of the park. This is a home run story, right? Like every time you come up with a great feature idea, or maybe you're sitting there and you're, you're thinking about your game story, you're like, oh, I've got just the home run piece. This is going to be it. And sometimes that's not it. And, and I think that uh, the one thing I've learned is, is, is just taking the pitches that are given to you. And sometimes you think you have a home run and really it's just a double, or sometimes it's a single, or sometimes you're like, you know what? I just have to get through this story and I have to get on base, right? You just have to get it done. Like you said, there's, there's, you know, a lot of times breaking news stories or just, just something that's just a flip of a press release. And it's like, you just got to get through it. Um, and I think realizing which stories are which, and then also knowing which ones are home runs and which ones that you really have to do your due diligence on. Um, and I think the other piece too, is I always, I always do this and I, I hate myself for it. And I'm sure other people do this too. Is sometimes I start writing the story or thinking about what the story is going to look like before I'm even done reporting. And it's like, man, you've got to finish your reporting. You've got to, um, you know, finish your interviews before you even start thinking about, well, this is, this is, this is exactly how it's going to look. It's going to be an amazing piece. It's going to be award-winning, whatever. And you don't really know that until you're done doing all of your reporting. So I think that's the biggest, those are the two biggest things I've learned is like knowing what is, um, you know, each story, like what, what is the potential outcome of it and not jumping too far ahead in the story before you're even done, you know, looking at your reporting and, and who you've interviewed. And, um, you know, cause sometimes you might think you only have a single and all of a sudden you get that extra interview with the mom or the dad or whoever it may be. And all of a sudden it's a triple or it's a home run. And so I think that, um, you know, being patient with your stories is something that you have to know. And then also just not putting the pressure on yourself. I know that I had a story um, a couple of weeks ago that I told myself right when I was going to start writing, I was like, this is a home run. And halfway through writing, and I said, you know what, this is not a home run. This is a, a double or whatever, you know, um, and realizing that and just uh, grinding it out, really. And then I don't know if that's the best advice, but I think that that's something that I think young journalists definitely have to learn is like, not everything can be your best. Not every story is going to be your best story. Um, to go back to internships, because I think obviously with, you know, who the audience for this is kids in college looking at internships and you've had experience, obviously you mentioned Detroit press, uh, Detroit free press, big name paper. You had uh, the Boston globe internship before uh, pandemic and everything, but um, the internship with, Colorado Springs Gazette not like that those same exact names that just like as someone getting into the industry you would definitely know and you know covering uh speed roller skating rodeo and stuff like that what how important was that experience there to take that opportunity and perform well in it and obviously uh end up you know kind of back in in with that organization now yeah I think that it's interesting the um two internships I did have because the, the Boston Globe one did get canceled, unfortunately, but um, you know, Colorado Springs was so much different than Detroit, um, you know, from in terms of editing um, in terms of my day to day, you know, in Detroit, it was every, you know, I think it was like every Monday morning or Sunday night, I would get a week schedule and it would be like on Tuesday, you're going to cover the tigers on Wednesday. You're going to go to lions training camp, whatever, um, you know, it was day to day. Here's what you're going to do. Uh, it was very mapped out. And, uh, and also, I mean, Chris was very tough on me in Colorado Springs. It was kind of the opposite. Um, it was a lot of, Hey, you come up with your own story ideas. Uh, we don't have a day to day for you. You know, if you see something that you want to go cover and you think there's a good story there, go write it. Um, you know, Matt Wiley, uh, the sports editor at the Gazette, who's, who's now my boss, um, was very, um, he was hands-on at times when you asked him to be, but he also was not someone that was calling me up and was like, Hey, this was, this is terrible. I mean, he would give me a lot of feedback, um, but he wasn't, you know, maybe as, as, as much as Chris was. Um, and which was, it was, it was good for me. I think I, I, and it was also smaller paper. Um, you know, I, I remember, coming back from the Detroit free press and thinking, Oh, well now I'm, I'm, I've worked for the Detroit free press. This next internship I'm going to get is going to be at, I don't know, the Boston globe or 
the New York Times or whatever. Um, and it ended up being the Colorado Springs Gazette. And I, I and the reason I ended up taking that one, it was one, it was the only one I got. But two, I was really just intrigued by the paper because there was so much freedom. Um, and I think the biggest thing I learned there was learning to come up with my own story ideas, be creative. Um, I wasn't handed anything. It was a lot of, I mean, you mentioned the roller, you know, I wasn't covering the Tigers or the Lions or these professional sports. I was covering such unique, um, you know, different things. I think I covered like rookie ball, um, you know, the rookie team that's in, in Colorado Springs. And, um, you know, I think, I don't think any of the teams speak English. Um, so I had to write a story about that. And, um, you know, the roller speed skating. I remember that was actually my idea was I pitched to Matt. I just said, Hey, I saw there's this roller speed skating, you know, uh, world championship. Like, I don't even know what that is, but I bet there's a good story there. Ended up going and, and found a girl that was, uh, I think like nine or 10 years old from Uganda adopted from Uganda, who was deaf and one of the best speed roller skaters in the country at her age or something like that. Um, and so that internship really taught me about that, but also, like you said, it ended up getting me this job, um, and I think that's an important thing to know as a sports, you know, student journalist, you know, going to an internship is, yes, it's about the clips you, you ride and the experience you get reporting. But really, it's, it's in my mind, the number one thing you need to do is really build a strong relationship with those people, because it won't always turn out the way it did with me, where like they knew who I was. And so they called me up when they had the Broncos, you know, opening and said, hey, we know your work because of your internship, um, but also just because of the relationships I built in Detroit, uh, in Colorado. I still, I didn't even intern for the Boston Globe, but, um, you know, I still talk to the sports editor there and some of the people that work there, um, you know, because those relationships um, are gonna, are gonna get you a job someday. And I know it's the cheesy line that's, you know, something like, you know, it's the people, you know, or whatever. Uh, that's so true. And it's so true in journalism, especially, and really sports journalism. It's like its own community. Um, the more people you get to know, those people are more than likely, um, at least in my experience, going to help you down the line, get a job or an internship or whatever. Um, and so I always went into those internships, like who, who am I going to walk away with at the end of the summer? Who am I going to walk away with, with their phone number and email and agreed to be one of my references, right? And so I went into Colorado Springs saying, I want Matt Wiley and I want Paul Klee, who's one of the sports columnists here, uh, who's well known to be references for me in the future. Um, and it was the same in Detroit. I wanted Chris to be one of my references, Dave Burkett, who covers the Lions, be one of my references because I wanted to cover the NFL someday. Um, and so when you go into those, know that. I mean, and, and that doesn't mean like the first day you go up to somebody and say, hey, can you be my reference? But work your way up, do good work over the summer, earn their respect. And then by the end of it, you can walk away, say, hey, can you be my reference? Uh, you know, moving forward on my resume, because that is a big deal. If you can put on your resume, hey, I've got references from the Detroit Free Press from the guy that covers the Lions. And I've got the top sports columnist at the Colorado Springs Gazette, as well as, you know, uh, a professor or who, whoever your third, you know, reference is. Um, and so I think that's really important to know is, is it's, it's not just about the work you do, but the people you meet at those internships. Yeah, you mentioned obviously the, the networking, how important that is. But uh, when you talked about with OU Daily at first going to, you know, covering women's soccer, women's, eventually women's basketball, maybe a sport like soccer that you didn't have or don't have much knowledge of still. Um, same thing with, you know, with what kind of mindset did you, or how important was the mindset you brought into that internship with Colorado Springs, knowing like you said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm coming from the Detroit Free Press. I've, you know, I'm, I'm expecting this, you know, big, super bright future of all these big prestige newspapers that I'm going to work at. Um, how important was it to go into it and not have a, you know, poor mentality of like, Oh, I have to cover this baseball team that, you know, isn't, isn't uh, as big of a deal or as I would want to cover. I'm not covering the tigers anymore. Now I'm covering, you know, a minor league team. And, and in that building that relationship with the editors that they would think of you as someone to call when they have an opening like this Broncos job. Yeah, I think that the biggest thing to know and something that I learned early on is there's good stories everywhere. You know, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, covering the Broncos for, for me personally right now, um, which is obviously a big beat. But, you know, there's good stories on the OU women's soccer team. There's good stories on the OU women's basketball team. There's a good story at the speed roller skating 
uh, championship in Colorado Springs. I mean, I think that's the biggest lesson that I learned in the mindset that I had to take into going to Colorado Springs, especially was, you know, just because I'm not at the biggest newspaper in the world, or I'm not on the biggest beat in the world, doesn't mean there isn't, you know, good quality clips and good stories to write and people to know, um, you know, and I think that that's such a hard thing to learn as, as a young journalist, because I think we're, we're constantly, um, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking, I mean, everybody's dream job is to work for, I would think everybody's dream job is to work for ESPN or the Boston Globe or the New York Times or whoever it may be. Um, but I think realizing that just because you don't work at those places or you don't cover the NFL or, or whatever um, doesn't mean that your job is any less important. And, you know, I know a ton of people that um, cover high school sports and I think high school sports is one of the most important, uh, you know, beats to cover, especially for someone young. I, I, I wish I would have had to do some of those things. Um, and I was fortunate enough that I kind of didn't have to, but um, you know, I think that you can learn so much on those things and, and having just, just having the mindset of there's good stories anywhere. It doesn't matter if you work for, uh, the Norman transcript, which is a small paper in Oklahoma, or, um, you know, again, you know, the Boston globe covering the Patriots. I mean, it's, it's, um, you can find good stories anywhere. And I think if you have that mindset going into, you know, an internship where you're probably not going to be, uh, the number one writer for anything, um, you're going to do a lot of secondary stuff. Uh, is a good mindset to have, not only there, but only, you know, in the rest of your career and, and kind of finding those unique stories that maybe not everybody else is looking for. Um, yeah, for before we get out of the college stuff and into your uh, pro career in this last uh, six or nine months, whatever it is, how did this uh, post-game photo be laying on the field? How did that <laughs> stuff start? Uh, that's funny. Um you know, I, I didn't get to do them this last year because the pandemic, we weren't really allowed on the field, but um, it's funny. It was the, I want to say it was the OU Ohio state game in 2017 um, where OU went in and, and beat Ohio state. Um, I can't remember the score, but um, I just remember being on the field after the game and uh, I was talking to Kelly Stacy, who I mentioned earlier. Um, and I was like, man, like this team's legit. I was like, they could, they could go all the way. Like this team's really good. Like Baker was playing great. And I was like, man, this is going to, this is like such a cool memory. We're at the, the U or the Ohio state, you know, horseshoe, whatever. Um, I was like, I'm just going to lay down for a second. And so there's actually like 20 pictures of me just like laying on that field. And then I posed and um, you know, didn't think anything of it. And I posted it on Instagram. And then the next week, Kelly and uh, Abby Bitterman, who was also working uh, for us at the same time, um was like oh are you gonna do that again i was like sure and so then i just it just from there i just kept doing it and people loved it uh my friends on instagram they're all on there and they all um you know kind of you know were like every week they'd be like oh i'm waiting for the photo i'm waiting for the photo and so i just kind of kept doing it every week and it just kind of built into one of those things of like um it just kind of became part of my brand i guess and I, I think i'll do i think i'll pick it back up even though i guess now i'm like i have a real job and uh, you know, it's not, a, it's getting a little bit more professional, but I think I'm going to start doing it again because I do think people enjoy it. And I think that's one thing, like, there's not a big takeaway from that other than like, it's okay to have fun with your job. You know, I think some people lose track of that, that they get caught up in the grind of the every day. Um, and I, I like to take a moment after every game, especially when I can go on the field and just kind of stand there and be like, man, this is my job. Are you kidding me? Like I get to, cover football games for my life like for my career like that's unbelievable so I guess I guess that's kind of the bigger takeaway there is like just take a moment to to you know recognize that the cool job that you have um so when you finished up uh OU in May um it has about two months before you started uh covering uh, several college teams in Arkansas what was that time period like interviews how challenging was that you said you skipped over that that high school stuff that, you know, someone like myself coming out of college go right into kind of the tr more, I guess, traditional prep thing to, to kind of work your way up to that. What, what was the interview process for you and specifically somebody coming into the interview process with, you know, multiple, you know, um, prestigious journalism awards coming out of college, you know, but in, in the middle of a pandemic when there weren't a lot of sports and not a lot of jobs. Man, I'll tell you what, it was humbling and it sucked. Um, I mean, it was, 
it was one of those things that I got a call um, in April from, you know, Matt Pepin at the Boston Globe and just said, hey, and I, I mean, I saw it coming at that point, like, we had been in the pandemic for about a month. And, um, you know, I was holding out that maybe they would do, you know, um, you know, like a stay at home type internship or work remotely or whatever. And I got the call from Matt saying, hey, we're canceling the internship. Um, and I was, I mean, I'll be honest, I was devastated. I mean, the Boston Globe was my dream internship. I mean, it was the top of my list. It was um, one that I'd worked extremely hard for. Um, and one that I, you know, my, my goal was I'm going to go to the Boston Globe, I'm going to kick butt for three months, and then I'm going to get a big time job, you know, right out of uh, the Boston Globe. And that didn't happen. And I remember sitting there in May um, and I had an interview uh, with the Cincinnati Inquirer. And, um, you know, with, I was, I think, a top candidate there, ended up not getting it. And then really from there, um, there wasn't a lot of job openings. Like you said, I remember I checked the job boards every single day i'd wake up that was the first thing i did and it was the first thing i did before i went to bed was i'd go to you know journalismjobs.com and just refresh the page and you know there was a couple jobs out there i think there was one like in idaho like covering idaho high school sports or something like that um you know i i didn't end up applying for that mostly because i didn't want to live in idaho um no offense to idaho but um, you know, but I, you know, there wasn't, there was just no, there was no jobs. And, and I remember sitting there in June, um, you know, questioning if this is what I wanted to do. I really thought hard. I was like, you know, is this, should I do a different career path? Um, and, you know, luckily there was, um, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette job opened up. Um, you know, I did some research into it. I, I knew, um, the guy that had the job before I'd, I'd met him. Uh, previously and talked to him about the job. And at that point, I mean, was it the, um, the sexiest job or the best job, uh, um, you know, out there? Definitely not. Was it what I thought I would be doing out of college? No, definitely, definitely not. But um, I really liked the sports editor. Um, I thought he was a great guy. He talked about how he wanted to bring me in and get me out quickly to a bigger job. And, um, you know, it was in Little Rock, which I was familiar with. And, um, you know, I, I think that at the end of the day, I also told myself, I said, I just need to be writing. I need to be working. I need to be doing something to get better. And, um, you know, ended up interviewing, got the job and, um, and loved it. I, I really loved working there and I envisioned being there for at least a year or if not longer, um, I had no intentions of leaving there. Um, but it was, it was really hard, man. I mean, I, I seriously questioned, I, I, I signed up for, I remember I signed up um, for this like virtual, uh, meeting about becoming a teacher. I thought I was like going to give up on journalism and become a high school, uh, English teacher or something. And, uh, was about to attend this like virtual meeting about it and ended up, um, getting a call from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette about the, the job. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll try this out. Um, and I still, it's funny, I still get emails from that, that teaching group. Um, uh, but, um, and, and maybe that's something I do down the line, but I, I think that it was, it was definitely an eye-opening experience, but I think what really I, I talked to, I, I have a ton of friends that um, are around the same age and we're going through the same thing and, and are still looking for jobs, um, you know, and there's just not a ton out there. And so I think that um, taking that job was a really good stepping stone for my career. And I look back fondly, even though it was only, I think I was only there for three or four months. Um, I learned a lot. Um, and, um, you know, I wouldn't have gotten this job if it was not for that job. So, um, you know, I, I really appreciate the Arkansas Democrat Gazette for, for taking me. And, and, um, I know they had a ton of great candidates for that position too. Cause I mean, I remember I was asking the sports editor, I mean, they had like over a couple hundred applicants and he's like, that's never happened for this job before. And it's because there were so many people out of work, which is just, which just sucks. But, um, but yeah, man, it was tough. I remember, you know, April, May, June, those were three of the toughest. And I was stuck at home, which sucked. And, you know, was living like in my childhood bedroom, like questioning my entire like existence as a journalist and not writing. And it was like, what, what the hell am I doing? Um, and hope, you know, thankfully that that job came open. Yeah. I mean, I think um, it's really good for Pete, for, uh, you know, current students to hear someone that's had you know the experience that you've that you had um kind of go through that same thing because if you're a senior um hopefully or in your last year um 
I think you're like myself, didn't exactly do the four years and in a straight line uh, and right. graduate thing. So let's say your last year of college, but you should be looking at and like applying and, and trying to figure things out. And hopefully it's getting better as sports are picking back up. But I think it's really important for um, people to hear that someone like, because I think people say like, oh, if I had the, those internships at these papers and if I had these, you know, awards, it will be different. But it, it really is that same um, maybe some people, you know, fortunate to have those those connections early on, and it and it leads to maybe skipping some of those other things. But I think it's really important for people to hear that someone that had the college success as a writer that you had still had to go through those struggles and those doubts about your skills and whether or not you were actually even going to stay in the profession after doing so well with everything you did in, in college to still have that be the result. Yeah, and I think I think like just quickly going off that is like. The thing that helped me get through it was talking to other journalists and asking for advice. I mean, I must have reached out to a dozen, you know, journalists that I respected and was just like, what do I do? Um, And a lot of times they, I mean, it was at the early part of the pandemic and they didn't have a whole lot of advice, but, um, you know, they told me to hang in there. And and I think that's important. And and again, that one thing I've learned um, in my short time in sports journalism is like people are most more than likely willing to help you. Um, if you just ask for it. And I know sometimes it's tough to like think, oh, that guy will never answer to me because he's got, you know, a million followers or whatever on Twitter and he's whoever. Um, but I would suggest reaching out to people because they they can really help you and especially get you through stuff like that. So um, how how has this year been? I mean, obviously for you, I mean, now, if you or the last year, I should say, it still feels like it's the same year. But um, yeah. for when you look back at last year and graduating and losing your internship, starting in, you know, your job and going through all that and then, you know, moving, how, how challenging has that been? Cause I know we talked about the sacrifices and everything that goes into this field, but I think you've kind of experienced it. Like in, you've got, you've kind of crammed like 10 years of, of how yeah. challenging this field can be into, into maybe six months, how, how difficult and, or what have you learned like during, during the end of 20, 2020 about um, yourself and, and this field? Yeah, I think that, the biggest thing is like to take things day by day, because uh, like you said, it feels like it's only been a year since the pandemic hit. And it's only been, you know, um, I think nine months since I graduated and really six months since I've had a job. Um, And I've had two different jobs. I've had an internship canceled. Um, You know, all I've questioned my career. Um, you know, I've, I've lived in, you know, three different cities, uh, Tulsa, Little Rock and Denver. Um, it's been challenging, I would say, um, but extremely rewarding. And I think that, um, the biggest thing for me is that like, again, I I took things day by day. I didn't, I didn't try to plan out my career. I know everybody, um, especially young people. And I did it for a long time was like, well, I'm going to go work for this type of paper for this many years covering this sport. And then I'm going to go move on and do this. And then I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to retire. And it's like, that's just not how my mindset was. Um, and it's still not. And it's just like, people ask me all the time, like, Oh, are you, um, like going to cover the NFL for like, is that what you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I like it right now. Um, I think I'll like it tomorrow, but you know, in a year, maybe I'll want to do something different. Um, I don't think I will, but uh, I have no idea where I'll be in five years or anything like that. But I think this last year, I've learned a lot about, um, you know, who I am, you know, personally outside of journalism, um, just by having to move all the time. And, and thankfully, I have, you know, um, a family that really supports my career and has been extremely helpful in like, um, you know, moving me. I know that when I got this job, it was such a quick turnaround. They called me um, you know, in mid October about the job. And I said, I was interested. And they're like, okay, well, um, if you get it, you need to be here by like November 1st. And I was like, holy crap. Um, you know, I have to move. I just moved to Little Rock like a couple months ago. Um, and my family thankfully like helped me move all my stuff um, to Denver, like in, in one day. Um, and I have family out here in Denver, which, which was extremely helpful. But, um, you know, I, I think that was, that's the biggest thing I've learned is again, just taking things day by day. Um, you know, you never know what opportunity is going to open up. Um, you know, luckily this one came open and it's been a tough transition, um, you know, going from covering Arkansas state football, which was a great beat. Um, I'm, you're talking about great access, um, you know, talking to anybody you want to, 
um, you know, they actually did some stuff in person. Um, so getting to meet people in person, go to the facility, um, you know, was great to coming to the Broncos where everything's different. Um, I know it's still football, but the NFL is just so, um, it couldn't be more different than, than college. You know, you go from covering 18 to 22 year olds to 30 year old men who are making millions of dollars and every single weekend, um, you know, they're, they're playing for a paycheck and, um, it's highly competitive. I mean, there's every press conference, there's 30 people or 40 people on the zoom call. And, um, I'm coming in halfway through a season that the team's not performing very well and players are upset and coaches are upset and jobs are on the line and, uh, they get a new general manager and, um, you know, you're not talking to SIDs or, um, people like that. You're talking to agents for every player and you're talking to scouts and all that stuff, um, was extremely, extremely difficult transition for me. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just, again, surrounding myself with people that believe in me. Um, the Gazette here really believes in me and, and understand that I'm, um, only 24 years, 24 years old, and I've never covered the NFL before. Um, and they know that it's going to be a learning process for me. And, and, um, you know, I think that's been extremely important too, is in my job searches, looking for editors and reporters and people that, um, will not only help me grow, but also just believe in me as a person. Um, and that was a big thing for me when I took this job, because I was hesitant at first, um, leaving the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I didn't know if I was ready, um, for this type of a job. And, um, you know, what really convinced me was their belief in my ideas and, and the way that I wanted to do things. And, um, you know, obviously working with them before in the internship. Um, but I, you know, it's, it's been, it's been crazy, man. And, and I'm, I'm really happy to be where I'm at, um, and finally kind of settled down. I, I don't think I'm going to be, you know, uh, jumping ship here anytime soon. Um, as long as they don't fire me or anything, you know? Um, so I, I've, it's been a whirlwind, but I can't say I, I haven't loved it because it's been extremely rewarding. Yeah, and um, to kind of close it out, you know, you've given a lot of advice in terms of different topics, but if you had, um, you know, if, if you were to be on the other end, I'm sure some students reach out to you and you said you have friends that are still looking for jobs and stuff, but if you were to get a message from somebody and you had a couple quick highlights of, specific advice that you think would be really uh, beneficial from whichever uh, avenue you want to take it? Uh, what, what would you suggest for, for kids trying to get into the, into the industry? Man, I think, you know, it depends on where you're at, obviously. Um, you know, one thing I tell high school students, I, for some reason, I get a bunch of high school kids asking me all the time, like, how did you do this? Like, I want to, you know, cover OU football or whatever. Um, and the, the number one thing for high school students, I would say is like, when you get to college, go join your student newspaper. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure almost every college has a student newspaper. And if they don't go work for the local, you know, city paper, if you can, cause I'm sure they're looking for somebody to, you know, take calls on Friday nights for high school football scores or whatever. Um, because that's the quickest way you can find out if you want to do this is if you go into a student newspaper and you enjoy it, um, then I think that you'll, you'll end up loving it. Um, you know, for college students, you know, especially, I think that the biggest thing that I always tell students is obviously surround yourself with people. I've said that a billion times on this podcast, um, you know, reach out to people that you respect because uh, they're more than likely going to actually talk to you. Um, and it's good people to have in your corner. The second thing uh, is some advice that I got from Chris, um, you know, back in Detroit and also my um, advisor at, at the daily, which is just continue to write great shit. Um, I know that sounds really simple, um, but always think about what's next. I know for me, um, at the, at the daily, it was always, I would finish a big story that I really thought was great. And I would go into, um, you know, my advisor's office and I say, all right, what's the next story. And, um, you know, always thinking of what the, ne what the next big thing is. And, and again, that's, it, it doesn't always have to be that big story that's right in front of you. I know for like covering OU football, it was always, uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, you know, Jalen Hurts, what are you going to write on these guys? But sometimes the best stories are not the ones that everybody's writing. Um, and I think that that's important as a student journalist, especially if you're working in a competitive field, or even if you're not, um, you know, finding those stories that are human interest, um, that not everybody's looking for something that's unique, talking to people that 
Um, not everybody else is interviewing. You know, I know that you'll have press conferences and things like that. Who else can you talk to? Um, who's the person that's in the corner that no one else is talking to? Um, it's the it's the simple saying, you know, zig when others zag or whatever. Um, you know, the old sports journalists always tell you. Um, you know, things like that um, that are going to separate you as a student journalist, and also just having the mindset um, that you're not just a student journalist. I know for me, um, I'm an ultra competitive person, and um, you know, when I stepped onto the OU football beat, there are some great writers, um, you know, the athletic, the Oklahoman, Tulsa world, Norman transcript. I mean, some very professional, great writers. And I stepped in and, and, and I think the biggest thing is I had a mindset of, I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to be the best, uh, you know, beat writer on this team. Um, and I don't care if the athletics covering him or ESPN or whoever. Um, and I think having that mindset of that, you're not, you're, you're not just a student journalist. Um, because I think student journalists are extremely, extremely important. Um, and I th think that that's, I just gave like five pieces of advice, but um, I think that's like some of the biggest, biggest things that helped me is surrounding myself with great people um, and just having that competitive mindset of, of I'm, I'm a professional journalist and I can do this. All right, George. Well, thank you again for uh, taking some time to share uh, your story and go, uh, go a little bit into uh, some of the challenges of the year, which I think, like I said, is great for people to realize, um, you know, even people who do this really well, uh, battle, you know, self doubt and struggles and, and all that stuff as well. So, um, we hope for, we can, uh, see some photos of you posing at mile high next year <laughs> and, um, and appreciate it again. And, uh, well, this link will be in there. If you guys want to follow George, keep up with his writing and, um, and let him know, uh, you know, that he enjoyed it. And, and I'm sure, like you mentioned, you can, if you want to reach out and ask him some questions to get some advice from him, he'll be uh, willing to do so. Um, so thanks, George, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This was awesome. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with George as much as I did. I know if you are taking notes or just really listening, uh, you can learn a lot from George. And I really appreciated uh, his willingness to discuss some of the struggles think that's so important um a lot of times we all posture um on social media or just when we go home to see family or, or you know uh see friends from from back in the day high school depending on how old you are you know act like everything is so uh, so good and everything's so perfect um uh, and you know you'd look at and you'd think somebody who's the best college journalist in the country for two years in a row would have no issue finding a job and would have no um, reason to doubt himself. But really appreciated George showing that, you know, that um, issue and, and those those things um, can hit all of us. You know, it's a hard field to get into, but it's it's a great field. And, um, you know, there there may there will be some challenges. But if you have the work ethic and you have the belief, belief in yourself and you develop the skills, uh, you can do everything. So appreciate George coming on. And if you stuck around for the news. The news is I have just joined the Blue Wire podcast uh, hustle program, basically um, trying to build this program out, learn more about podcasting. And, you know, I interview people for my job, know how to do that, but I'm trying to figure out how to grow this, how to um, get more sports media students into, um, you know, learning from the professionals that they look up to and help them get into this field um you know i am getting my master's in part because i want to eventually become a professor and i think that speaking to all of these professionals and learning um from them myself and sharing that with you will be really beneficial and you know can can help me become you know start, start kind of working on teaching students now through this podcast and that's what i want to do you know if you if you just listening to this for the first time go back and listen to my intro podcast about who I am and, and, and why I did this. Um, you know, they, they may not be great. I'm still learning. I'm, bu I'm building the, you know, how to do this, the podcasting and, and, and all that stuff. But, um, but you know, the, the goal of this is to help sports media students who have no knowledge of anybody in the industry or really any practice with whatever part of this industry they want to get into, learn from people that they see on TV, read, or uh, their articles, or see them, you know, on social media, and try and bridge the gap from 
um, you know, having no idea how to start and getting to the goal that you want at the end. So um, please come with me on that journey, joining this Blue Wire community to help build out this community of sports media students and young professionals, people in the industry that just want to help the next generation achieve their dreams as well. So I will be coming up with new plans, specific dates for when the when episodes are going to drop and hopefully um, joining this Blue Wire community will help me uh, get some awesome guests onto the podcast and just do a better job of bringing uh, this information to you. So as always, thank you for listening. Um, if you have any suggestions for people you want me to talk to or topics you want me to cover, please send me a message anywhere on social media um, at Rob Rose Sports and look forward to talking to you guys next week. As always, thanks for listening. See you.